Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Most of you know this. More importantly, it is draft week 2023. One of my favorite weeks of the year. One of my favorite three days of the year. I love every aspect of it. I I really do. I like, I love pretending on these teams and what I would do. I love how emotional this is for these young men and their families when they get drafted and their dream comes true. Although I will say this, the guys that realize this is the start of the process and not the end are the ones that have a lot more success at the next level. You can and should check me out on social media, please, at Ross Tucker NFL. It's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can always check out all of the highlight clips from the shows, all of the shows on Ross Tucker Pod account, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Speaking of YouTube, that is where my co-host Emery Hunt first became a star. Football game plan on YouTube, the czar. He's at F-Ball Game Plan, for those of you that are on Twitter. And then the best draft guide I'm aware of, it's perfect for me. Because I want a draft guide that has a report on every guy. Like every guy that gets drafted, every free agent. I I just kind of want to know a little bit about them. And I love how digestible, that's what I say about Emery's draft guide, how digestible it is. It's like, here's the strengths, here's the weaknesses, here's the projection. Moving on to the next guy. I love it. Emery, we're diving in today to the defensive backs. And so uh, one of the things I love about you is, again, unlike a lot of other folks, you delineate the different defensive back positions, every position. We have different linebackers. We have different D linemen we talked about last week. So for DBs, you've got boundary corners, field corners, slot corners. Then at safety, we got free safety, strong safety, combo safety. Let's start with your corners. I think most people have a decent idea on slot corner, but still, I'd like for you to describe the difference between a boundary corner, a field corner, and a slot corner in your mind. Yeah, for me, the boundary corner is this is projecting from college football to the pro game because we know the pro game is played essentially in the middle of the field, so there's no boundary or field side. So when I say boundary corner, I'm talking specifically of guys that I think that can cover a team's number one wide receiver, the X receiver. So that's the boundary guy for me. He's good at press, has a good you know base of athleticism, 
but also has very good technique. He's the one that could press a little bit better than the field corner. The field corner is the better athlete of the two, in my opinion, because they have more field to cover and therefore have to be able to run, have to be able to be a little bit more athletic. So I like the athleticism a little bit more so than some guys. Now, guys can play either side, field or corner, or boundary corner. So I think there is some crossover there. But in the NFL, essentially, they're both playing the same position. Slot is self-explanatory. They're playing inside on that number three wide receiver. Um, They have great quickness, great agility, great ability to see things and drive on the ball. They tend to be a little bit better tacklers as well. For free safety, that's thinking it from it in your traditional sense. Your deep third, a guy that has good range that can get from the middle of the field to the sideline on either side and is very patient, very disciplined. Strong safety is probably better suited for a split safety look. So when you have two safeties back deep, but also as a better run defender and not as fluid of an athlete as your free safety. And combo guys, self-explanatory guys that can play either free or strong, but nowadays they can also double down and play a slot role and can cover. So these are probably your safeties that are better cover corners or cover safeties than guys that are traditionally your free or strong safeties. And they also have to be very good tacklers as well. Wow. I mean, just the way you describe it, it's like, well, why wouldn't everybody want combo safeties? <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially where we're going now because when you grade uh, these prospect roles, it, it's like, wow, okay, you're pushing guys that are bigger, maybe not as fast corners into safety, and then when you grade safeties, oh, this guy could kind of do it all. They're essentially playing combo roles nowadays because we're so positionless on the back end. Okay, let's get to your boundary corners. Number one, Christian Gonzalez. Number two, Julius Brents. Three, Tyreek Stevenson. Four, Riley Moss. Five, Darius Rush. Big fan of Gonzalez. Was a big fan of him back when he was at Colorado. He was a true freshman, and he was getting tossed to the wolves, and he was holding his own. I thought he had a really good Alamo Bowl that year uh, as a freshman against Utah. So for me, I think this guy is someone um, going to – Watch the tape at Oregon. It was very evident this guy is a dude. Uh, he should be the first cornerback taken off the board. Brent had a fantastic senior bowl, um, was able to hold his own in one-on-one coverage against different types of receivers as well. He has the length that you look for. He has the athleticism, has the ball skills. You go back and watch his game during the season against um, Quentin Johnson out of TCU, and he held his own there. He's someone that can play off or in press. So I like his versatility uh, in that regard, what we talked about earlier. Stevenson is is your corner's corner. He's a classic cover corner. Fluid hips, really good ball skills, good athlete, has a, a little bit of that Miami old-school swag about his game, and I just think that he's going to be a phenomenal pro. Played at Georgia, transferred to Miami, and was still able to excel there. And Riley Moss, we talked about this before. If he was, you know, a black corner, it would be no questions about whether or not he could you know, run with receivers or do anything like that because he's a white corner. Now everybody want to compare him to Jason Seahorn or whatnot. And that's the only person they compare him to because the only example, as if Scott Case wasn't out there balling for the Falcons at corner and safety earlier, you know, in late 80s and early 90s. But I look at Raleigh Moss as a terrific corner because he can cover, he has recovery speed, and he has, most importantly, what I love about him, ball skills. Give me the guy that can turn the ball over consistently. Raleigh Moss can do that. And Darius Rush, I like him a little bit more so than his teammate Cam Smith. Saw him at the Senior Bowl. He had the best Senior Bowl performance for a cornerback I have ever seen. Turning the ball over in one-on-ones, Ross, and that heavily slanted for the offense drill, 
was phenomenal. Then you go back and watch his film, and you could see him doing things that you're asking a guy that played receiver in college that transferred over to defensive back earlier, uh, later in his career. He's still a neophyte in that position. Think Richard Sherman when you're thinking about a guy like Darius Rush. The NFL schedule will be out soon. It's concert season. You know what season that means it is for me. Game time app season. I am obsessed with this thing. Absolutely love it. The two best parts of the game time app for me, number one, guaranteed lowest price. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. The other thing I love about it, being able to put in any location and see what's coming up. Like right now, I'm looking at Hershey Park Stadium because I live near Hershey Park Stadium. Morgan Wallen, May 18th. Blink-182, May 27th. Zach Brown Band, July 1st. It's awesome. It is awesome. You can see, because a lot of times I wouldn't know otherwise. You can see what concerts are in your area. You can see what the price is. And you can rest assured you're going to get the lowest price. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code DRAFT, you get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code DRAFT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Your field corners, we've got Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Then you've got Daryl Luter Jr., DJ Turner, Jacorian Bennett, and the aforementioned Cam Smith. Yeah, I'll start with five. First, Smith is someone that's, that, that's very solid. He's a solid corner. Don't get me wrong. Very good athlete. Some may even see him as a potential safety. So what we talked about earlier, combo guys, this essentially is guys that just play in the backfield, play in the defensive backfield, can be uh, you know multifaceted in their approach. Now, going back to number one, we think about Witherspoon. I always like to point to the first play of the game against Indiana where he just lit the dude up on that long, you know, quick, uh, you know, screen pop screen on the outside, and he just lit him up. Uh, you like guys like that, that nastiness. Some people even see Witherspoon as a potential safety uh, as well. But I think he is someone that can play, you know, off coverage rather well. He can turn and run, find the football, and does a great job, as we just mentioned, as an open field tackler. Luter Jr. coming from the Sun Best Conference, the Sun Belt Conference of South Alabama. I like his cover skills in terms of being able to turn, run, find the hip, and, and press that guy to the sideline. So he uses the sideline as his friend very well and is not panicked when the ball comes his way. A lot of guys panic. He doesn't panic at all. And DJ Turner, I think, is a, a very good, well-rounded corner coming out of Michigan. Good footwork, good athleticism. Another guy that does a great job in using the sideline as his friend. And Bennett, I think, is a little bit better than Banks. Banks is the, the better athlete. I'm talking about Deontay Banks, his teammate. Banks is the better athlete. Um, but I feel like Bennett just was – a little bit more consistent from rep to rep when I watched him on film at Maryland. Turner's the guy that tore up the combine uh, with his 40 time and absolutely lit it up. Before we get to the slot corners, Emery, I got to ask you, because you and I have this relationship, why do you think there aren't any white corners? It goes back to Little League, Ross, and it, it goes back to – how guys get funneled in certain positions just by what people have seen over time. So that's why for a while you saw the black quarterback get pushed to 
of the position or while he's great with the ball in his hand, let's move him out to wide receiver. Let's put him in the backfield as, as opposed to having him have the ball every play at quarterback. Same with white running backs. They'll push them out to, well, let's just put him at quarterback. Let's see how he does or put him at free safety as opposed to corner. But if he's a good enough athlete to be a running back, then leave him at running back or let him do something else and let him be quarterback or let him touch the ball and get out that corner and things of that nature. Same thing with wide receiver. You want to push some guys almost immediately into the slot. Like, what are you doing? If he's good enough to win at the line of scrimmage and get deep down the field, leave his butt on the outside. So a lot of it goes to Little League and how early on just the prejudices and biases of certain positions, guys and these coaches, these youth coaches, pushing guys in certain positions because of based off their perception of what that position is, as opposed to letting the athlete go out there and show you that he can play that position. You know, there's a lot of truth to that. There really is all, all those, all those things you just said. And I almost don't blame the youth coaches just in the sense that it's like, we all go by what we see. Nobody sees white running backs for the most part, although Christian McCaffrey should be changing that or nobody sees white corners. So like you got an athletic white kid, you put him at slot receiver or receiver, you put him at safety because you just, think well that's where a guy like that goes it's interesting um let's get to your uh let's get to your slot corners number one brian branch number two travius hodges tomlinson three clark phillips four cj colden five Corey mayfield very interesting to see you have branch as a slot corner everybody else has been talking about him as a safety emory but they probably would talk about him as a combo safety, which is essentially, Ross, a slot corner. All of these guys play the same position out there on the field. Uh, Branch, love his game, man. That is someone, he is on the all-Emory Hunt team, right? You know, this is somebody that every time you watch, you like, man, who the hell is 14? He always ends up making a big play when the team needs it. He's able to turn the ball over. He's like a coach out there on the field. I'm a big fan of Brian Branch, have been his entire career. Uh, Travius Hodges Tomlinson. I know he wants to be on the outside, but the NFL, we just talked about biases. NFL is like, nah, you're 5'8". You're going to slap your butt on the inside. He can play on the outside. We saw Daryl Green do it for years. I'm not worried about wherever they put him, but I want him in the secondary because he has great ball skills in terms of playing the ball. Now, he is going to have to turn the ball over a little bit. Uh, Yes, he's a little bit vertically challenged at the catch point, but for the most part, he is locked up with these receivers, and he wins more often than he loses. Clark Phillips is another guy that's getting a short bias because he is always around the football. He didn't run well or test well at the combine, but every time I look up, he's got the ball and he's going back the other way. So that's kind of like a guy that, hey, I understand my limitations, so I have to win with anticipation, I have to win with instincts, I have to win with film study, and he's doing that, and he did that. And this is one of these sight unseen programs, like we always talk about, Ross. Utah defensive backs, I'm taking 10 times out of 10. And also, Corey uh, C.J. Golden, I love the way he plays the game. He's a fantastic all-around football player. He was great at the NFL PA Bowl. He was excellent on film at Oklahoma. So he is someone that's going to find himself playing a long time, uh, whether it's on the outside or inside. I think he's better as a slot corner. And Corey Mayfield was surprisingly underrated coming out of UTSA. We've seen a lot of UTSA live over the years um, with us both having that CBS tie. But also the fact that when you watch him on tape, you watch the fact that this is a guy that can match up versus a team's number one wide receiver, has a quicks in the burst to close on the football and condense the route and tackle in the open field, makes him an ideal slot defender. Diving into your safeties when we return, Emery. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, your free safeties. Number one, Christopher Smith. Number two, Eric Hallett. Three, Jaden Grant. Four, Quindell Johnson. Five, Jordan Howden. I got to be honest with you, I don't know a whole lot about any of these guys. Well, here's the thing about Christopher Smith. He's my number one um, safety. And the reason why, man, is because he is disciplined. When you talk about playing that position, you have to be disciplined. First thing we learn in football about positions and when we're talking about free safety, stay deeper than the deepest. Well, he does that, and he's not going to break that for anybody. And here's one play I love about what he does on film. He won't get beat twice against Oregon. Earlier in the, I want to say maybe two drives before, he got a little jumpy, got a little impatient and tried to jump a route and didn't pay attention to what was going on behind him. Oregon completed the pass over top. They tried it two series later. He stayed patient jumped the route, picked the ball off, and was a turning point in that game uh, against Oregon. They were already beating these guys down, but Oregon was making a drive, and he turned the ball over because he learned from the mistake earlier in the game. So I like that. You also look at someone like Eric Hallett had, what, 32 pass breakups? Now, if he can catch, he would have 32 interceptions. But that's okay. He's batting the ball down. We're getting to the next play. It's a, it's a you know, a loss of uh, success for the offense. So I like the fact that he's able to – understand what he's seeing, drive on the ball, make a play. He can cover as well. So I think he has a little bit of versatility. Grant, Oregon State has done a fantastic job in producing these uh, defensive backs. They got another one that's a corner in Nashon Wright that's playing for the Cowboys. Um, there's another one. His brother is playing for Oregon State as well as a corner. He's in his class. Everyone from Oregon State is fantastic in the secondary. So another one of these sight unseen players. But Grant has good ball skills, good instincts. And there's another one of these feisty guys the teams may also see as a combo guy. And you think about Quindell Johnson. We talked about uh, last show, the Memphis defender. Well, Johnson is another one in the secondary that was just always around the football. Uh, Good athlete, good range. And when you have the range, I can trust you in a deep third situation. He's also able to play a split safety look because I think he does a great job in driving on these intermediate dig routes and things of that nature. And Jordan Houghton is another one of these fantastic athletes that you feel like, hey, I think this guy can play multiple positions. So he could have been a combo guy, but I see him more uh, as a free safety. At strong safety, we got another fighting Illini from Illinois in Sidney Brown, then DeMarco Hellams, Jaden Woodbay, Macon Clark, and Antonio Johnson. Sidney Brown, to me, was phenomenal on tape. So I think he's an excellent strong safety. He has... Great quicks, great explosiveness, um, and has another uh, one of those guys that has a great sense of timing. Kind of like remember how Mike Brown that year in two thousand one just had every big play game ending interception for the Bears. Like the ball would get tipped, and Mike Brown would come from out the you know the parking lot and run underneath the football and take it back the other way. So I think he has that kind of element to his game. Um, Helms was surprising on film because I was like, wow, this guy really plays the position well he's a very good open field tackler you see some potential as a blitzer so you like that kind of ability to have him on the field on all three downs would be is a very underrated player 
he is someone that could essentially play linebacker uh, for certain teams, but he has good enough fluidity in his movements and athleticism to get down there and cover tight ends. But I think he's better at the line of scrimmage and someone that's probably suited to play that nickel backer uh, position where you see um, guys in the NFL kind of, you know, moving toward where they're using a safety in place of a, a linebacker within their uh, nickel defense and Clark from Tulane, very good football player. I thought he was someone that had a solid week of work during the all-star game circuit. Tulane has a couple of defenders here that, that are plug and play guys. They, they'll start off as core special teamers, but I like Clark's ability to cover in a short to intermediate area of the field. And Antonio Johnson, big uh, safety from Texas A&M, uh, top-down guy. So you see him playing uh, more of that traditional strong safety role. He's a good split-field safety guy, but also a good alley defender because he got the length. He has the athleticism to run in the alley, make a play in the open field, and really stop the run or the, the pass going out there on the outside. Emery, let's talk about your combo safeties. You got number one, Jamie Robinson. Number two, Alex Cook. Number three, guy I've watched a lot of uh, a lot of plays, Jair Tig Brown from Penn State. Four, you got Colin Duncan, and five, Xavier Bell. Five, Xavier Bell out of Portland State, fantastic athlete, former transfer from the University of Arizona. There's another defensive back, Anthony Adams, a corner that's excellent from Portland State in this draft class as well. Whatever was going on with the Vikings out there, they did a great job in developing those guys. Go watch their games against Washington to get a full understanding. Jamie Robertson has terrific bursts, acceleration, explosiveness. He's built like uh, what you think a combo safety would be he's big enough to play free safety but he's kind of built like a really good outside corner too so i like that ability that crossover uh skill set that he has that makes him ideal alice cook was surprising as well on film i'm surprised that not a lot of people are talking about him i know whatever he ran in the 40 wasn't as fast as how he plays out there on the field he's a fluid athlete extreme athleticism and ball skills cook to me is an underrated guy that has a chance to play a lot early as a rookie and Jair Brown, I think he's a, a terrific football player. Uh, someone that has that crossover capability that can be a little bit of a slot corner and cover because he's so active within uh, space. He's not, you know, awkward out in space. He also someone that's you know able to play top down and make plays in the open field. And Colin Duncan, I thought was another one of these guys that you just kind of see and you think, okay, what can he be? Can he be a cover guy? Yeah, he could be a cover guy. Can he play? physical enough to be strong yes can he play aware enough to be trusted in a split safety look absolutely so that's why i think he's you know someone that fits into my top five as a combo guy make sure by the way that you are checking out greg cosell on the ross tucker football podcast last week he and i dove into his top linebackers today similar to emory we go through the defensive back so you're kind of getting the two for one, which I enjoy because for me, this is like high school or college all over again. I don't actually get a chance to watch video on all these guys. So what do I do? I find the two smartest people in class, Greg Cosell and Emery Hunt, and I just get all their notes and I read all their notes. Or in our case, I listen to all their notes on either the Ross Tucker football podcast where we're doing the draft series with Greg Cosell or Emory Hunt every single week here on the College Draft Podcast. Emory, it's draft week, so I got a couple questions draft-related for you. Number one, 
Where can we find you? What will you be doing this week? Like, how how are you doing things Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Thursday, you'll find me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. Uh, Friday, you could find me there as well, just tweeting out maybe some scouting reports, my thoughts on some of the picks. But Saturday, day three, I am Mr. Day Three, Ross. You could find me on CBS Sports HQ, breaking down these prospects all day long from 11 to the end of the draft and after the draft on day three, talking sleepers, talking about what guys have done on day three. Well, everyone is still talking about day one. I am the only one that's out there equipped enough to talk about day three. And yes, I'm tooting my own horn because who else is going to toot this horn, Ross, if I don't do it? So day three, CBS Sports HQ, you'll see yours truly dressed to the nines, looking fabulous, talking about these prospects as they hit their pinnacle of their athletic career, making that, that dream come true, uh, getting their names called on Saturday. That's actually not true, by the way, because even if you don't toot your own horn, I'll toot your horn. I toot your horn all the time. So that's actually not true, That, but you're right. If you don't do it, who's going to? How do you recommend, Emery, people utilize the draft guide during the draft? Footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. Is it as simple as a guy gets picked and you go look up Emery's scouting report on him or – your team's about to pick, and there's a couple top guys left, so you check out Emery's scouting report. How do you suggest people utilize your guide leading up to the draft these next couple of days and during the draft? Leading up to the draft, you want to get familiar with a lot of these prospects that you've seen in these mock drafts that you've heard people talk about on shows like this. Um, so, therefore, you have an idea of who these guys are. During the draft, just wait till your team selects a player or your team's opponent, your division rival selects a player, and go search their name within the draft guy. You can do that because it's a PDF, and you can see what the guy's skill set is, what he brings to the table. And also, if you want to double-check my work, you go and watch the games that I watch and formulate your own opinion. After the draft, when you sign these undrafted free agents, this is where the guide becomes useful because now you understand who these other guys are that they're bringing into camp. During the season, listen, if you know about all the players, it makes you a better, better as well. When you think about putting little shekels on uh, some of these games, that's why I do a great job in the XFL and also USFL betting because I understand who's on the rosters because of the draft guy. So it has a multifaceted use for you all throughout the calendar year. That is footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. I can't highly recommend it enough. It is massive. It comes to you as a PDF. Love it. Have it loaded up into my downloads and my documents on my laptop to be able to pull guys up. And while I'm sending you to websites, go to myfrontpagestory.com. I mean, what, we're a couple weeks away now from Mother's Day? Just get it done. There's nobody cooler. My number one ranked prospect for the draft, moms. Whether it's your wife who's a mom or your mom who's a mom moms go to myfrontpagestory.com i can assure you it will be the best mother's day gift that you ever get them myfrontpagestory.com check us out on social he's at fball game plan i am at ross tucker nfl keg is kicked we're all tapped out thanks for listening to the college draft podcast make sure to also subscribe to the ross tucker football podcast fantasy feast even money and the business of sports all available at apple podcasts ross or wherever podcasts can be found